As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Hi, everybody. My name is Paul Renner. Welcome to The Home Group tonight. We've already been having a great time here talking about the Word of God. We enjoy talking about the Word of God so much, and I know that you're going to have fun tonight because we're going to talk about why do we go to church? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why do you go to church? It's a very important question right now as churches are beginning to come back or as life is becoming normal again, it's a very important question to ask yourselves, why do you actually go to church? But with me here in the studio today is Joel and Maxime. Hello, everybody. I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad we get to study the Bible together. It's very important. But before we begin, Paul, I want to say if you all need prayer, please call us. We would love to pray with you. Just call us at 1-800-742-5593 or email us at prayer.org. You know, we really believe in prayer. We pray every single day. We pray for our partners every day. But whenever we're informed how we can pray for you, whenever you call, it helps it, pray. It helps us pray more effectively. And the Bible says the prayer, for, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so let's be righteous together and pray together. I think that's very, very important. And if you're our partner, we want to say thank you. We're touching people's lives all over the world. And there are so many testimonies, so many testimonies. And we don't even receive all of them. When we go to heaven together, I believe we'll see a lot of the fruit that we brought to the kingdom together. Amen. Amen, Joel. This is wonderful. And my name is Maxim, or Max, if it's more convenient for you. And I'm Russian, and I'm happy to be here. And I like the theme. Why do I go to church? Pastor Paul, I know you're going to tell us something wonderful about it. Thank you. Well, so many of us go to church, and church is a part of our life. And often we don't even ask ourselves, why do we go to church? Now, it's obvious that we need to go to church. That's just kind of plain and simple. But right now, a lot of people have figured out that you don't actually have to go to church. We get to go to church, but we figured out that we actually don't actually have to go to church because there's so much available online. But today, I want to specifically talk about why we attend physical church meetings and why it's important for each of us. But let's begin with prayer. Father God, I thank you that we can be together. And Lord, I thank you for everything that you've given us and all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the fellowship that you've given us. And I thank you, Lord, for the church. You are the head of the church. I thank you for the church and that we can be a part of the church. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I want to tell you, first of all, why I've been thinking about this. And of course, as a pastor, I think I should have the answer to this question, why we go to church. As a pastor, I think it's pretty important. I understand this question and actually know the answer. But when I began to think about oh, the restrictions in Moscow right now are slowly beginning to let up and more and more people are allowed to attend large events. It's great news for us. Thank you for your prayers. We're really excited about how more and more people can now attend large events. And we're still wearing masks and gloves during church. We don't think that's a problem. We're actually, actually happy that we can assist the city and assist in stopping the coronavirus. So we're all okay with that. But as more and more people are coming to church, I actually have to ask myself the question, what am I going to tell people who have been sitting at home Maybe they even bought themselves a big TV. And maybe they're pretty comfortable on the couch or maybe in their bed. And maybe they're drinking their coffee and their tea. And I'm sure someone has even figured out they could eat popcorn and watch church at the same time. What do I tell those people? Why should they get off the couch and come to church? 
And as I began to think about it, I thought, I need to have a reason. I need to be able to say more than you just, more than you should. More than you're a Christian, you should be in church. There should be a better reason than you're a Christian, you should be in church. There should be a better reason than that. But this is not a new problem. And I like that. I find encouragement in that. This is not a new problem. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 10, we see that this was a problem and has been a problem since the very beginning of the church. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, we read, <clears throat> not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So we say this has been an issue for a long time. So why do I go to church? Why should you go to church? I think the answer is very simple. Because I love Jesus. Very, very simple. I go to church because I love Jesus. And if I love Jesus, I love what he loves. Jesus loves people. Jesus is the head of the church. And if he is the head of the church, then I love the church. I go to church. I serve in church because I love Jesus. That's pretty simple. Now, further on, if I love Jesus, then I love what Jesus loves. I love people because Jesus loves people. I serve in church. I go to church. I'm a part of church because Jesus is the head of the church. It's very simple. But if you truly love someone or something, you're going to do everything possible to spend as much time with that person as you can. Does that make sense? If you truly love Jesus, if you truly love what Jesus loves, then you're going to spend as much time as possible with other Christians and in the church simply because you love Jesus. I think that is the simplest and the most truthful answer to the question, why do I attend church? Why am I a part of a church? Why do I serve in church? What do you think about that? Let me know. Please write in the comment section right now, why do you go to church? And if you're not going to church right now, I think it'd be very interesting for you to say why you're not going to church right now. Please be very truthful. Why are you not going to church right now? Or why are you going to church right now? Your church needs you. You're a part of the body of Christ. Your church needs you. And without you, we don't experience everything that we as a church should experience. I go to church because I love Jesus. I love what he loves. He's the head of the church. And that's why I love the church. And friends, truly, I love the church. I love everything about it. I love experiencing the fellowship that we have in church. I love experiencing the presence of God that we experience in corporate worship because it's totally different than we experience when we're alone. There's so much to love about the church. But before we, before we continue, uh, Joel, Maxime, what do you think about that? Have you ever heard anybody explain it like that before? Why do you go to church? Why do I go to church? Well, I go to church because I love the Lord. I love God's presence. And uh, if I may say that, y y this wonderful verse you mentioned, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Mm -hmm. The word assembling, uh, forsaking, the word forsaking. And I want to apologize. I'm Russian. 
I'm self-taught. I speak English, and if I make a mistake, please forgive me because I never lived in America. I'm self-taught, so please have mercy on me. So the word forsaking, it's a translation of a Greek word, ek katalepo. Some people say en katalepo or ek katalepo. I'm not going to get in all these details. It's a triple compound. But the meaning of this word is, you know, one of the ways this word was used was when you were moving too fast and you could bypass somebody. Mm -hmm. You're moving too fast. Someone is moving slower than you. So the meaning is this. Some people start moving too fast. They start thinking they're, that they're too cool. They're, they're too smart. They're way too advanced. And they look at church as it's something outdated something old and they stop coming to church please don't think that your church is something old outdated don't become too cool don't become too advanced that's the meaning of this word one of the meanings forsaking ek kata lepo don't move too fast that you stop coming to church and it's very it fits the perfect situation quite well because mm -hmm. some people become too advanced they use modern technologies they stay at home they watch services being online, mm -hmm. they became too advanced. Don't become too advanced. Come to real physical church. You need it. Don't become too advanced for Jesus. Amen. Don't become, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, I, have, I, I have a thought about King David. He loved the Lord. I believe he had a heart after God. That's Amen. what the Bible says. Yes. And he said one day in his courts is better than a thousand, a thousand days on earth, I believe. And I think that's just amazing. So David really had a heart to be in the courts of God, to be in his house. And he built the, he wanted to build the first temple in Jerusalem, but he wasn't allowed to. But he did everything he could to build it. He collected all the resources and he told his son how to do it, Solomon. And that was really on his heart. I think that's wonderful. Amen. I, I think we should all have a heart like that. But Paul, I have a question. So um, this says, do not forsake, uh, this is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. So this doesn't say how often you should be in church. This doesn't say you need to go to church on Sunday. It doesn't say you need to go to church on Wednesday. It says just don't neglect. Mm -hmm. So... How often should we go to church? <laughs> now, I think that is your personal decision. But I also think it depends on how much you love Jesus. Now, that's going to be very, very simple. And it may even be offensive to some people. But I truly, truly believe that if you love Jesus, you love what Jesus loves. And if he's the head of the church, you want to be as close to him as possible. Now, if you're not attending church, and there may be some real simple reasons for not attending church. I understand that. And a lot of it depends on your culture too. And, and you need to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do and what church to attend. And I'd actually like to talk about that in a minute. Why do you attend? Or why are you a part of the church that you are a part of? I'm getting to that point here in a minute. But if you truly love Jesus, then you want to be as close to Him as possible. So in my opinion, there's no way to be in church too much. May I ask another question? Yes. A lot of people feel ostracized or not received in their church, mm -hmm. or they've been offended. But the Bible says, don't neglect the assembly of your brothers. And I think that's a very, very good thing 
to and read. It's a good thing mm-hmm. to do. It doesn't say you can neglect if you were offended. Mm-hmm. You can neglect if you were ostracized. It doesn't say any of that. It says don't neglect. It doesn't say you can have a reason not to go to church. So, Paul, what do people do who feel like they aren't accepted in church? Thank you for asking that question. It leads me up to my next point. Why do you attend the church you attend? Now, we know we're supposed to go to church and we attend church because we love Jesus. But why do you specifically attend or why are you specifically a part of the church that you're a part of? I think it's because you trust the pastor. I think it's because you trust the other ministers in church. I think you've chosen that specific church to be a part of because you like the atmosphere there. You're comfortable there. And that may be different for every person. Some person may trust one specific pastor. Some person may trust a different pastor. Some person may love the atmosphere in a specific church, but at the same time feel very uncomfortable in a different church because churches have different atmospheres or even different cultures. And I've been to so many different churches. It's amazing how different churches can be. At one hand, they're all the same. We all read the same Bible. They all have a pastor. We all stand up to sing. We all have a beginning, a middle, and the end of service. On one hand, they're all very, very similar. But on the other hand, they're so different. And you can only feel that when you actually attend or visit a certain church. So in my opinion, why do I attend or why do you, why are you a part of a specific church? Why have you made the commitment to be a part of that specific church family? It's probably because you trust the pastor. It's probably because you trust the other ministers in church. It's probably because you like the atmosphere in that church. Now, if you've chosen a church to be a part of, or if the Lord has led you to be a part of a certain church, you have no idea how much you actually can affect everything that's going on in church. And as someone who's standing on stage every single Sunday, leading the service, now I truly believe it's the Holy Spirit leading the service because Jesus is the head of the church. Church is not something that men came up with. And one reason why people don't go to church is because they feel like it's just something people are doing. It's just something that people are using. And that's awful. The church should not be a place of manipulation. It should not be something that people lead. It's something that the Holy Spirit leads. Jesus is the head of the church. And every single time I lead a service, I don't actually think it's me leading. Uh, I do everything I can possibly do to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to His leading at every specific moment. So, as we come together in church, we need each other. And you have no idea how much your presence in the sanctuary or your fellowship and friendship with other people in church actually has a very, very significant effect on the entire church, not just the people that you know or that you say hi to, you can affect other people. That's why I like to turn the lights on during praise and worship. Mm. I really like to turn the lights on during praise and worship because when we see other people worshiping, men, there may be some people that I know. I don't know them very well, but I know they're going through a very difficult situation. 
I know that perhaps someone recently died in their family, or I know that they're having problems with their kids, or I know that they're having a financial difficulty, or you can just see people and obviously see that person, that person needs some encouragement today. But you know what they're doing? They're raising their hands and worshiping the Lord. And when I, as a believer, see other people raising their hands and worshiping the Lord, and when I hear their voices singing, it encourages me. It encourages my faith. There is so much power, so much encouragement that you can give to the other people around you that you may think you have no influence in the matter. You, you're, you're there to worship, you're doing your own thing, but while you're doing it, you're actually encouraging other people at the same time. That's why I like to keep the lights on because this is corporate worship. It's something we do together. We're meant to see each other. We're meant to hear each other. In fact, we even designed our church auditorium in such a way that the acoustics help you hear the people in the auditorium, the church singing. We even designed the auditorium in such a way so that the corporate singing would be amplified in the auditorium because that's part of our worship. So Joe, what do you do if you don't feel comfortable in church or you're offended? Now there may be some things that you can just get over. There may be some things that you, the Bible says, if someone has offended you, go talk to them. Go talk to them. I mean, there might be some issues that you just need to, you know, toughen up and go have a conversation. Uh, but then there may be something that you just need to get over and forgive. It happens in every family. Uh, but you probably attend your church because there's a level of trust there. Uh, there's an atmosphere that you like or you're, you feel more comfortable in more than in other places. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But if you've chosen a church to be a part of, your church needs you. And as a pastor, I would say, I'm dependent on the Holy Spirit in you. Now, you could say I'm dependent on you or I'm dependent on the people that serve in church, but it's actually I'm dependent on the Holy Spirit in every single person that has decided to make our church their church home because when they come, they bring something with them and the anointing grows. Our experience changes because we're together. Okay, so uh, Hebrews, yes, Maxine. I have a question. Okay. If I may ask a question. Uh, by the way, when we are having a church service, I love what watching you because you forget about everything. You jump, you clap your hands, you really worship. I all love in, all in. All in. It, it, not, not so long ago, we had this wonderful service where the Holy Spirit came and we started praying in tongues together and we started prophesying and there was words of knowledge and we had other things to do. I mean, it was kind of like it was a staff meeting that went long. We had other things to do, but in the middle of all this going on, it's like, wait a minute. Isn't this exactly why we come together? Isn't this exactly what we want to happen? And then when it begins to happen, like, got things to do. Holy Spirit, don't you know? We've got events to prepare for. We're doing this for you. Like, Hold on. Isn't this exactly what we come together for? Uh, and so many people steal from themselves. They're, they're, they're not allowing themselves to experience what the Holy Spirit has prepared for them just because, I'm going to say it very plainly and directly, just because they're lazy. Just because they're lazy. They don't want to raise their hand. They don't want to jump. Just because they're lazy. But if you put a little bit extra effort into it, 
you will experience so much more. So I have a question. It's about my cousin. It's it's a real personal question. Mm-hmm. I'm not making it up. I have a cousin. Mm-hmm. I led her to the Lord. I baptized her in water. Good she, for you. She loves the Lord. You know her. Mm-hmm. You know my cousin. She loves the Lord. And she had been faithfully attending our church. She mm-hmm. loves Pastor Rick. She loves you. She loves your teaching. And when the shutdown because of coronavirus happened, mm-hmm. of course, she couldn't come to church. We had Obvious. no services. She started watching services online. Mm-hmm. And then when we reopened our church, mm-hmm. She didn't start coming to church. And one day I called her, I said, Katya or Catherine, that's her name. Of course, she's Russian. I said, why you're not coming to church? She loves the Lord. She honors the Lord financially. She gives to the Lord financially every month. But she said, you know what? This shutdown helped me to understand something. I can come to church without putting my makeup on. (laughs) As a man, I'm like, what? She said, can you imagine I wake up the way I am, I can turn on my TV, watch Pastor Paul's message without putting my makeup on. And it's so convenient. How do I convince her that she needs to come to church? Because for me, maybe if you're a woman, you can write in the comments, what do I tell my cousin? How can I encourage her to start coming to church? She likes the fact she can go to church without putting her makeup on. I totally understand. I don't think she's alone in that. (laughs) Uh, First of all, I think it's okay if you come to church without your makeup on. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No condemnation if you come to church without your makeup on. Uh, you're not on stage. You're not the one that will be that will be in the center of the cameras, and so on and so on. It's okay to come to church without your makeup on. Although I do believe in honoring the Lord in every single possible way, honoring the Lord. Do whatever you can to honor the Lord. So for some people, honoring the Lord means coming to church. It means putting in the time and for many people the money to get to church. For some people, that's not the issue. The money that it takes to get to church is not the issue for some people. It's coming to church, honoring the Lord in the way you come to church, in the way you dress. That is another way of honoring the Lord. So I think there's a lot of different ways to approach this subject about honoring the Lord. But also, I believe and I truly believe that all of these online services will eventually lead to people wanting to be in church. They'll see the the difference. Yeah, they'll experience it. Mm. But let's go back to Hebrews uh, 10.25 because we started there and I'd like to end there. Okay, this is what our pastor, Pastor Rick, writes. Hebrews 10.25, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. The word exhorting is a powerful little word. In In the Greek word parakaleo, a compound of the words para and kaleo. Para means alongside and kaleo means to call or to speak to someone. When these two words are compounded together, it depicts someone who is right alongside of a person, urging him, beseeching him, begging him to make some kind of correct decision. I love it. Amen. So we need each other. To encourage one another. Yes. And your Cousin Katya, she needs encouragement from other believers. I like it. That she's not going to get if she doesn't spend time with other believers. And other people need her encouragement. Amen. If she doesn't come to church, she's actually stealing whatever she could have been giving to someone. We all need each other. 
Now we, we know that we're you know, social. We need each other. We need that communication. It's so important. But sometimes we think about what, what the church is giving me or what other people in church are giving me. What does the church have to offer to me? What do you have to offer to your church? What, do you, what can you give? Maybe not your church as an organization or your church as ministering, but the people that sit next to you in the aisle, they need you. They need your encouragement. They need your prayers. They need your fellowship. It's more than just what the church, the pastor, the ministers, the ministries in church need from you. It's what you can give simply by attending. Amen. All right, my friends. Well, I just want to speak a blessing on you tonight. It's been so good to be together. We pray God's blessing on you and your families. Now go to bed and sleep well. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.